What is up, Sports Jay fam? Welcome back to episode 21 of the Sports Jay podcast. In this episode, I talk with 5'10 guard Jace Harrison from the Rock School in Florida. We talk with Jace about some of the colleges that are interested in him, his recent transfer to the Rock, and he even tells me what he wants colleges to know about him. This is an episode brought to you by Hoopscene, and you definitely want to subscribe and download the Sports Sharing Podcast because you do not want to miss more episodes from us. Now go enjoy this episode. Hey, Jace, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. First off, I wanted to say congratulations on your recent transfer to The Rock. Thank you. Thank you. You were recently at the Hoop Scene Summer Academy. What was your experience like at that? Uh, it was a, it was a good experience, you know. Being able to get back on the court was a real big thing. So it was like it felt good to be back out there. Mm-hmm. During the academy, how did you handle all the pandemic situations? Did you wear a mask? What happened? I mean, I don't really remember the protocol much. I just remember, you know, I walked in with my mask on and then it was like I had to take it off because I had to play. I can't yeah. put my mask on. But, you know, I just walked in, put some hand sanitizer on my hands before I got ready. You know, I just I prayed, of course, you know, I don't want to get Corona and then mm-hmm. just went out there and have fun. Going to the academy, what did you gain from it? Uh, What I gained was just... I really gained the importance of like mm-hmm. how much I can value basketball because you know you really can see like it can really be taken from you like that because like like it was taken from us for a very long time and then being being able to come back was like very good. So I just my I can really say that my appreciation for basketball was really that's what really showed that's what really happened. Yeah, well, Hoopsine and I were very excited to have you on the podcast, and it turns out you had a very good performance there. So congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And getting on to your childhood, did you did you always see yourself going at a Division One level, or where did you see yourself going with basketball? Uh, you know, I always did see myself going to play college basketball, regardless of any division. But you know, I always saw myself playing in college. But you know, the dream was like one day I'll be I'll be playing at Kentucky. That was always the dream. Mm-hmm. Was basketball always your main focus, or did you like baseball, soccer, football at one point? Uh, it was basketball and baseball. I played baseball in Little League when I was very little, but then, you know, once I hit middle school, I just decided to focus on basketball. Mm-hmm. And when did you realize basketball was the right fit for you and that you could really make it far someday with basketball? Uh, just being good at a young age and everybody saying, oh, Jace is this, Jace is that. So, you know, I didn't hear that much with baseball. So I was just like, you know, I was just going to stick with basketball. Yeah, and playing baseball, did you ever see yourself going farther in baseball than basketball? Uh, no, I didn't. At like baseball, I did not see that at all. I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. not for me. But basketball, I was like, I'm pretty sure I can make it. I know I can. Yeah, and you said earlier that one of your favorite teams was Kentucky. What about on the NBA side? Was did you have a favorite NBA team? Uh. No, I mean, I used to I used to be a, like a Chicago Bulls fan, like a diehard Chicago Bulls fan. But then, you know, once my favorite player left, Derrick Rose, I just decided yeah. to stop being a Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> yeah, and what about players? Do you aspire to be a player like Derrick Rose someday? Or do you try to model your game after any player in the NBA or college? Uh, 
I modeled my game after Derrick Rose, but now I'm sort of modeling my game after Isaiah Thomas. Honestly, representing yourself after a player like Isaiah Thomas, I could really see that compared to your game and his. Other than players and teams, what about family? What kind of role have they had on your life? Uh, they've had a very big role in my life, you know, keeping me on task, making sure I'm doing the right thing, teaching me what's right from wrong, and basically just staying on me 24-7. Mm-hmm. And playing baseball and basketball at a young age, how have they really supported your athletic goals? Uh, they supported my athletic goals by always being there, and they're still always there now. And mainly they pushed me, you know, they always told me that, you know, nothing's going to be handed to me, so you got to go work for it. So do you have any siblings? Uh, Yes, I have a lot of siblings. A lot? A lot. <laughs> yeah. Are you competitive with them? Do you do you get a lot of your skills from them? <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, we're always competitive. Like, it can be with, oh, you know, I, I'm better than you at this game, or I'm better than you at running. So everything that we do is pretty competitive. Uh-huh. And getting on to high school, you transferred to the Rock School in Gainesville, Florida, finishing your senior year playing point guard. Why did you transfer? Uh, I transferred so I could be ready for the next level because college is next. So I got to be ready for that because that's a very big stage. I got to be ready. What are your expectations at the Rock? Uh, goals and expectations are to develop as a player, you know, get very, like, be prepared, be ready for the next level. And I expect us, you know, to go out and win, you know, because I feel like we're going to have a very nice team next year. So I feel like, you know, we can go out and win every single game. That's what I feel like. Yeah, and transferring there, that's a big deal in your life. And, of course, it's a very big accomplishment of yours. What was the reaction of the coaches and some of your new teammates of your transferring? Oh, they welcomed me like I was family. So, I mean, it was – very nice and then mm -hmm. everybody was nice just nice like all the coaches texting me saying welcome you know i've had some great conversations with some of the players so it's like it feels like nothing really happened it just feel like just feel like i just moved to another family that's really what it felt like mm -hmm. and the rock is a big school and it plays pretty big competition what are you most excited for at, at the rock uh that's what i'm most excited for the competition i know that everybody who plays on the grind session is, you know, they're very elite. So I feel like that's what I need to be playing against because when I get to college, everybody's going to be, everybody's going to be elite. So I just got to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. And before transferring, you went to Mount Bethel High School. Do you have any records or achievements there? Uh, records. I don't know any records, not yet, but I know that I did make, uh, I did make an all-region team. Oh wow! This year, and then uh. Last year, I got honorable mention. Yeah, with my sophomore year, I got honorable mention. And what about teams? What about your team? Did you guys make the state? Did you guys win state or district? Anything like that? Uh, No. Unfortunately, we lost in the Final Four ah. against St. Francis, who ended up winning. We lost to them by two. It was a heartbreaker. Mm -hmm. And at Mount Bethel, was there any coach or player that really helped you develop as a player? Uh yeah, uh, of course my my previous coach, Coach Boyd and Coach Pete, they helped me develop a lot, you know, teaching me the game and Coach Pete being on me about, you know, doing this and doing that. And then of course with the players, mm -hmm. I played with Jordan Mecca. He committed to Georgia Tech. Played oh, with wow. Coleman Boyd. He's 
He's at Georgia Tech also. And then Stanley Eze, he's at uh, Francis Marion. Those are kind of like those guys that like helped me because, you know, they were college players already. So just so just playing with them, you know, Coleman being a point guard, teaching me like what to do. Like that was pretty big. And then Jordan Mecca is probably the best teammate I've ever had, being able to throw him lobs and just, <laughs> you know, have fun being able to run with him. That's probably one of my best teammates. Mm-hmm. And playing at Mount Bethel with all those outstanding players, what are you going to miss the most about it? Uh, man, that's a, that's a tough question. I'm going to miss a lot, you know. A lot of things went down with that team that I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative of. But I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to miss the games, like the pregame meals and the practices and mm-hmm. the retreats, all of that. I'm going to miss it all. You're a 5'10 point guard, and you have that pass-first mentality, which I really like, and you also have the ability to shoot as well. Is there a part of your game that you feel is the best? Uh, I feel like my shooting, my three-point shooting, is what's best for me. Well, not just three-point shooting in general. I feel like I can shoot the ball very well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what – well, I hope that they see it. I just like <laughs> That's what I feel like I do best. You have a high skill set, and on max preps, you're listed as a 5'8 point guard. What's up with that? Is that true? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think it's true at all. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm 5'10". <laughs> yeah, and do, do you have people that mention that a lot or saying that you're you're too small or you can't do this, can't do that? Do you have people saying that? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, I'm, I'm always the shortest guy out there when I'm on the court majority mm-hmm. of the time, but, you know, people are going to say that say that I'm too small and all that but when I'm out on the court I don't feel small but you know I just keep playing and just try to stay level-headed because people are going to say what they got to say but regardless you know anybody can make it there's there's yep. plenty of short people in the NBA right now so why not why can't I make it not gonna lie I'm pretty short too and I like your response to that people having people doubt on you saying you can't do this and can't do that you're too short how do you respond to them I respond by having a good game, you know, doing just trying to prove everybody wrong and saying I can't do it because you can't tell me I can't do it because you're not me. So I just got to go do it myself. Mm-hmm. And is this something that is really motivating you to make it big? And or what what really motivates you the most to go far someday and really take your basketball game to the next level? Mm, what motivates me most is just. Like you said, people saying that I'm too little. But the main thing that motivates me is my family because, you know, they all believe in me and they, you know, think that I'm a amazing basketball player. And so you feel like, you know, I got to do it for them. And then I also feel like I can, you know, all short people, Not I'm not saying everybody's short, but, like, there's a lot of short basketball players who don't get recognized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some kind of give up. So I just want to be the like, I want to make it, and then in the future, I can be like, you know, hey, I made it, so can you. Mm-hmm. I can tell you are really motivated, and you have a bright future ahead of you. I uh, appreciate that. appreciate that. Sportionary will be right back after this quick message. It is bounce back season at Hoopscene, and the 2020 schedule is here. Go to hoopscene.com slash events for our phase one schedule release. Space is limited, and these events will fill up fast. Connections matter more than ever in 2020, and our Hoopscene platform is second to none. Be sure to follow Hoopscene on Twitter for real-time updates. Now back to the episode. Getting on to college, when did you get your first offer, or 
Have you gotten your first offer yet? Uh, I have yet to get my first offer, yep. but I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to wait on that. I'll let you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't have it yet, but I'm pretty sure it's coming. I'm, I'll be waiting for that. So not getting an offer yet from a college. What do you really want colleges to know about you? Uh, I want them to know that I'm a leader. You know, I'm a good facilitator, a floor general. And, you know, I, my IQ is very high. You know, well, that's what I've been told. I don't really see it because, you know, I'm still trying to learn. But people say that my IQ is high. And, you know, I just feel like when I'm out there, I'm going to give it everything that I got. So is there any schools right now that are interested in you that haven't offered yet? Uh, Yes, there is. Uh, I recently was on the phone with UNC Pembroke not too long ago. And then I have Appalachian State mm-hmm. and Middle Tennessee and University of Alabama Huntsville. Wow. So getting calls like that during this pandemic, how how have you been handling recruitment during this time? Because it must be pretty hard for you not to be there in person. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's pretty hard. So, you know, I've just been creating film and, you know, I've made offense, def- uh, defense and assist highlights. So I'm just sending those out to uh, coaches just so I can get some notoriety right now. Mm-hmm. So what do you have you done any Zoom calls yet? And if so, what do you think about the Zoom style of recruiting? Uh, I haven't done any Zoom calls yet, but I've heard like I've had friends who've done Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. You know, they said that it's pretty interesting because you know we can't meet face to face. But you know, I've I've heard that it was very good, and like I'm ready for that call. I'm you know, I'm excited for that one. Hopefully, one day. And prior to this pandemic, have you taken any? visits anywhere yet uh i took my first unofficial visit to middle tennessee you know the coach wanted us out there so i went mm-hmm. and it was a very beautiful campus really and after this pandemic do you plan on going anywhere uh yes i plan on going to a lot of colleges because you know i was going to go before the pandemic happened so now i just got to make up for lost time Yeah, definitely. This pandemic has definitely shaken up the recruitment style of things a lot. With the colleges that are interested in you, do you have any colleges that are really standing out to you right now? Uh, no, I don't really have any schools that are standing out to me. You know, I just feel like I got to find the best school for me that's going to give me the opportunity to be myself. And, you know, they're going to have a great system and where I'm going to feel at home. Yeah. That's really the main thing, being comfortable. Yeah. And making your commitment decision to a college is a really big deal in some of these players' lives. Do you think academics will have a big part in your commitment decision? Uh, Yeah, I I believe so. Because, you know, academics is very key because that's Mm -hmm. what you need to get in college. Because, you know, you can go very far with academics. Do you have any idea what classes you plan to take in college? Uh, I really want to do my my major in art because I really love art. So I'm going to figure out what I want to do in art. So I'm like in that field. So I'm going yeah. to figure out that this year. Oh yeah, art. That's it. That's interesting. And with academics being a big part in your commitment decision, how how do you balance academics as well as basketball at the same time during the season? Uh. Really, you just got to have a schedule and you got to stick to that schedule. So I've been, you know, 
sometimes I'll get up in the morning, get some shots up, and then go to school. Then you got practice. But the main thing that really keeps me, like, keeps that balance is a study hall. Study hall saves saves me every time. You no, know, because study hall is giving me a time to get a lot of work done, get a lot of homework done, so then I can be able to have a lot of free time. Mm-hmm. And for someone like you that is getting interest from colleges, do you have any advice for people really getting into high school? Uh, one thing I would have to say is, you know, not to really worry about colleges because, you know, they're going to come. They're going to find you regardless. So you should be like really shouldn't stress about it. Just play your game and go have fun and, you know, have fun in high school because that's really what high school is all about. Having fun, making memories. And, you know, if you're really serious about going to college, then you got to put in a lot of work. But, you know, it's not for everybody. But just work, 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 work. Mm-hmm. That's some good advice. And after this pandemic is all over, what what travel team are you planning to play with whenever we get hoops back again? Or are you already playing with them right now? Uh, well, currently I'm playing with the Hype Hawks in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we're a very good team. And like we know, we've already started playing, so things have been going real good. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you think about playing right now during this time? Is it is it weird? Do you not have any fans watching you right now? Uh no, yeah, it's very, very weird because like there's fans there, but it's not a lot. Like, you know, it'll be just the parents because, you know, they're allowed to come in and watch your games. But normally, you know, you can see people from other courts watching your games or yeah. people stand up and sitting down. So it's kinda weird because a lot <laughs> of people can't watch the games. Of course it's weird, especially with this new NBA thing going on with the new bubble. Do you have any idea or do you have a prediction on who you think's going to win the NBA championship in the bubble? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to see what's going to happen, going to happen because I'm pretty sure all these NBA players have been working, so you don't, you don't know. But yeah. I believe that you know it's either going to be Los Angeles, the Lakers, or Milwaukee. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to say. Okay, both number one seeds. I, I like it. <laughs> and these are some other questions I like to ask everyone. During this pandemic, how have you been keeping yourself in the best physical shape? Uh, been working out a lot, you know. I have weights in the garage, and we have an elliptical. We have, like, everything in the garage, so I just go in the garage and get it in. And then we have a court mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, so you know, me and my, my, my best friend, we go – play one-on-one or, you know, get a lot of shots up. And then, of course, you know, we can do sprints because there's a, it's a big neighborhood. So, you know, we just get it in where we can. Yeah. And besides the physical aspect of things, how have you been keeping yourself busy? How have you been having fun during this time? Uh, I've been having fun by watching a lot of YouTube, like, you know, video games and yeah. funny stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I'm playing video games myself. Yeah, what what video games have you been playing? Uh, two K twenty, and I've been mm-hmm. playing a lot of Call of Duty. A lot of Call of Duty. Like Call of Duty has been my main thing. Yeah, a lot. What's your What's your my career on? Uh, how's your my career looking on two K? <laughs> it's look it's it's looking good. You know, I'm I'm about to be I'm about to win Rookie of the Year. You know, I play a lot of park <laughs> with my friends, but you know, I kind of suck. I'm like I'm an 84 because you know I don't really buy VC, so I try. I, I, I like, like I I gotta grind. It's just like real life. I gotta grind and make my player better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. That's a that must be a big deal for your for your my career guy winning rookie of the year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, it's, it's very big. You know, I take pride in that. I work hard for that. Yeah, and there's no competition right now, but how are you keeping a competitive edge without the competition? I've been keeping a competitive edge by being competitive with my siblings and everybody uh-huh. in this house because this is a very competitive household. Like, you know, we play cards or board games and it gets very competitive. And we could be playing 2K, you know, It'll be a very close game, you know. We'll be ready to fight because it's so competitive. That's how competitive we are. Mm-hmm. But I feel like just my family has been keeping me very competitive. Yeah. And also, you know, even with working out, it's very competitive. So just, I'm just happy to be living in a competitive household because if I wasn't, I'm pretty sure I would lose it. Mm-hmm. And with your favorite players being Isaiah Thomas and one of them being Derek, Derek Rose, if you could play anyone dead or alive, who would it be? I would want to play. Ooh, that's a tough one. Ooh, um, <laughs> I would probably want to play Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Okay. And this is one of my favorite questions on the pod. What is the funniest thing that has happened to you on the court? <laughs> the funniest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, I got one. So. <laughs> I was playing with the Arkansas Hawks, and you know we played a lot of games because I was playing with both Hype and Arkansas. Yeah. So I was playing a lot of games. So there's one game I'm playing with the Arkansas Hawks. <laughs> you know, I dribble up the court. I stop. My whole body cramps, and I fall <laughs> down slowly backwards, and I couldn't move my body, so I had to get carried off the court. Oh. What well, What was the reaction from your teammates and, and your parents? <laughs> well... My parents, I'm pretty sure they were scared because they didn't know what happened. It just it just looked yeah. like I passed out on the court. But my teammates, you know, the ball was still in play. So one of my teammates came up to me and said, pass me, pass me the ball. But I couldn't <laughs> pass the ball, so I was like, take it. What the? He, he knew you were hurting, though. Why did he do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, no, actually, I do know. It was a very close game. That's why. We were playing very hard. We ended up winning in overtime. Oh, okay. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, with four players, with four players, because everybody started cramping that game. Oh, four players. Yeah. <laughs> Where where'd you where'd you end up cramping? Was it in OT? Uh, no, it was in the fourth quarter. Oh, fourth quarter. Okay. Yeah, so I was done. I couldn't even finish the game. <laughs> yeah, and for my last question, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? In the next five to ten years, that's a good question. Um. Man, I pr- I'm pretty sure, you know, hopefully, you know, if I'm blessed to be able to keep playing, I'm going to, you know, keep playing basketball. I know I'll have a, a nice family, a nice mm-hmm. house. You know, hopefully it's either like I'm playing pro either in the NBA or, you know, the G League or overseas, you know. I mean, overseas doesn't sound bad. I would love to play overseas. Yeah. So I can see myself doing either or. Well, Jace, thank you again for coming on the show and I wish you the best luck throughout your basketball career and your recruitment process. And I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting on your first offer. Good luck. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Another big thanks to Jace again for coming on the show, Hoopscene for sponsoring this episode, and of course, Sportionary Fam for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and download the Sportionary Podcast, and Iron Sabala will be signing out. New episode on Friday.